This is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. Welcome to True Real Estate 911. It is Brian Mudd with, of course, your local real estate pro, Lisa True. And each and every opportunity we have, we want to provide you with the best information available so you can make informed decisions in local real estate. And that includes every part of the process, which obviously could be not only obtaining the best mortgage possible, the best terms possible, and a big part of that, your credit score, managing that effectively can have a huge impact. I mean, tens of thousands of dollars worth of difference, let alone the ability to even obtain the mortgage that you're looking for to, to make the purchase that you're interested in. And before we get going today, I want to remind you that if you're not already there, go to truerealestate911.com. It is the best local resource you're going to find. That's truerealestate911.com. Buying, selling, if you just have questions, the crew's always ready to help you. Call 561-972-8326. That's 561-972-8326. Lisa, before we get uh, going with our discussion today about managing our credit and, and credit scores, what is the overview for the local real estate market as we're heading into the, the meat of fall right now? The September numbers were not necessarily what I wanted to see, especially in the luxury market. We have inventory that took a huge jump from August. Uh, we went from 14 months of inventory to over 20. Wow. And so uh, we're watching the market very carefully uh, the other thing that we had is that we saw um, the international buyer still buying in Florida and primarily in South Florida, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, 54% of all the purchases happened in those three counties. And yet uh, the the international buyer business is down year over year too. And partly because our prices have gotten higher, uh, there was a shortage of inventory, and then, you know, unrest in the world and, you know, what things cost, not just in our price tags, but in obviously with conversions of their money. And so um, it's, it's definitely something we're watching very carefully is what's going on in the market. As we're getting ready to discuss mortgages, credit scores, any rate sensitivity that we're seeing coming into the market, given that mortgage rates are on the rise now, 30-year fixed over 5%? You know, it's uh, a lot of it's mental. So I've had a conversation with our lender about this. Okay, really, how many people are being impacted from a qualification standpoint? And the answer is almost no one. Everyone can still afford to buy, but it's just this mental threshold. He said, when you went from, you know, 4.99 to 5, everybody kind of had to get used to that 5 again. And the news out there is that, you know, we're not done. We're going to see rates continue. You know, hopefully our economy continues. And, and yet it is going to impact the affordability of our real estate because prices keep going up and now interest rates are going up. You know, it's interesting. We've had a, a different version of this similar conversation for a decade now. And, you know, early on, it was the discussion about, hey, take a look at these rates. Uh, isn't it incredible? And then after a little while, when we became accustomed to super record low mortgage rates, it was a reminder that, hey, you know, this isn't something you want to take for granted because in a normal, a normal, healthy economy, a 30-year fixed rate mortgage with decent credit is over 8%. And somewhere along the way, I think some folks probably did take that for granted. And then, of course, you have a whole generation of young adults that never knew differently. They, they never knew mortgage rates that were 8 to 10%, for example, 
Uh, so, you know, this is that new reality. And of course, the more effectively you can manage your credit, the better the terms you can get on any of those mortgages. And joining us from National Credit Care is Anthony Iacobucci. Anthony, appreciate you taking the time with us today. Thanks so much for the invitation, everyone. Yeah, you bet. Now, Anthony, as we're getting ready to discuss credit scores and, and managing our credit, what are some of the trends you're seeing in terms of, of credit quality? I saw something recently where perhaps the average credit score is is trending positively and maybe even some record averages across the country. But at the same time, we are seeing these higher interest rates. So from your perspective, where are we in, in terms of managing our credit and obtaining better terms? Well, there's actually an absolute trend going upwards, which is fantastic to see that a lot of folks are getting kind of the ducks in the road for the home buying process really understanding the impact of the credit score. You know, really in the heart of the recession or prior to it and, and immediately after it, you know, there was a lot of derogatory counts that were hitting folks' credit scores that were adversely affecting the score. I mean, late payment history, collection accounts, really due to the fact that people were falling behind and couldn't be able to keep their heads above water. Now that we've rebounded a little bit and, and come back to a, a little bit more of a healthier um, threshold within the marketplace, you know, people's scores are starting to rebound, which is great because you know, it is tremendously impactful to, to have good credit at this, at this juncture. As you kind of alluded to a little bit earlier ago, you know, rates are going to be settling into the fives and pushing the sixes. It was actually kind of funny speaking with my parents that are, that are uh, in their mid-70s, and they, they tell stories about how they were the first ones on their block to refinance under 10%. <laughs> so the younger generations are definitely... Uh, a little leery about seeing rates that are not in the high threes or low fours. So it's vitally important nowadays to have pristine credit because you're really going to be paying for it a little bit more now uh, with the rates approaching to where they're going to be settling into in 2019 and 2020. So let's talk about that, Anthony. The the difference right now between acceptable credit, I guess first, what is a, a credit score that is going to get you at least the minimum favorable terms. And then what's the difference between having fair credit and having excellent credit on something like a mortgage? Sure. You know, where we at National Credit Care deem fair credit is actually really anything north of 680, which sounds extremely high uh, in regards to a credit score and only being deemed fair. You know, excellent credit, in our opinion, in regards to all the facets of financing and borrowing money, is really anything north of 760. That's where you're going to be getting your best rate, the best terms, the larger lines of credit, uh, jumbo financing, luxury financing, is oftentimes uh, favorable terms above 760. It's interesting, though, however, banks are do, do have been getting a little bit more aggressive in how they can offer as low as 580 credit scores, which is extremely poor credit, but it actually is financeable for some products i.e., you know, FHA transactions, down payment assistance, bond program stuff. But again, you're going to be paying substantial, substantially in regards to those scores that low. You know, Lisa, when I was taking a look uh, recently, and it might have been just a short-term aberration as we are seeing rates adjust right now, but I was actually seeing some jumbo mortgages that had lower mortgage rates for like credit than even some conforming loans. What are you seeing on your end in terms of the mortgages that most buyers are interested in right now? Well, we're seeing both the the luxury interest as well, and partly because people are viewing that that is the opportunity of the mm -hmm. market. And yet we're also seeing kind of the opposite end where people that have had life happen to them, uh, many times things like divorces or illnesses that have negatively impacted their credit, but they have assets, they have money 
there are programs and honestly they're they're a challenge and there's a lot of brain damage and it's their rules their money and their rules change all the time but there are um options out there for people that that have those situations and that's great however as anthony mentioned their higher rates substantial down payments i mean i'm seeing people put putting 50 percent down wow and so you know if you can go ahead and improve your credit then it makes sense and it's not just buying a home i mean credit really impacts everything it it impacts so many of our financial um loans credit cards um insurances i mean it really impacts everything in our life and just like saving a great credit score starts early and it's something that you know if you have kids in high school going into college those conversations about proper use of credit is really important because you know, they need to know that this isn't just something that, okay, I'm going to go and have a lot of fun in college and rack up all this debt, not pay bills on time and all that. It stays with them for a long time. And so it's really important to have those conversations and those education moments with children, grandchildren about protecting the credit score from the beginning. It's such an important point you make, and especially with younger people too. It seems like many, especially millennials, have been uh, maybe a, a little bit more conservative, at least this side of, of student loan debt, in that, hey, I don't want to rack up all this debt. But then you end up in a situation where many have engaged in what is credit avoidance and don't realize that, hey, if I avoid establishing credit, that is bad credit. And uh, Anthony, I wanted to ask you about that. Demographically, is that a challenge to where we have a lot of younger adults that are ready to make some of these life decisions, these family formation decisions that haven't really done a good job of establishing credit? Yeah, that's a very interesting point. Um, a, lot, a lot of the millennials now are taking a big step to avoid credit establishment. Um, really, the Dave Ramsey road of being a cash borrower was definitely a heavy, heavy uh, methodology post-recession where it affected a lot of adults. And it's interesting now to see some of the younger generations that are avoiding credit cards, that are avoiding car loans, things of that nature. Uh, quite frankly, you need to establish credit at an early age build a nice length of history and have a nice payment history to be able to get the optimal rates and, and higher lines of credit. The interesting part of the algorithm, which is approved by Fannie and Freddie for specific mortgage lending, is that you don't need to, to be, get bent out of shape with high lines of credit cards and use them all the time. Doing simple things like a, establishing a small $300 credit card and using it once a month and making a payment on it once a month is really going to help start building your credit history. It's interesting as well that, you know, I'm talking to a lot, a lot of lenders now in, in South Florida that are actually inviting me to, to speak at high school. You know, some of these high schools are now still talking and That's teaching great. kids out of balanced checkbooks, um, which is archaic in regards to the true financing behind, um, you know, some of the things that are going on in the real world with mortgages and student loans and that kind of stuff and the importance of having good credit scores. So there definitely needs to be a movement towards, you know, educating some of our millennials in regards to, you know, it's not a big deal to carry debt, and managing debt is being, you know, a, a responsible individual. It, it, you, but you have to take it on. You, you can't just turn the other way and, and walk around with cash in your pocket. Well, no, you're you're exactly right, and there are some things you can do. I mean, uh, you know, Ashley and I weren't able to have kids. We have the furry variety, but I remember something my dad did with me when I was younger. I uh, what did end up working, investing, had money to buy my first car. He said, "Don't buy it." 
finance it, then paid off after six months. And so that was something I did and engaged in some of those habits. To your point, Anthony, Lisa, you know, there are little things you like that you can do that can make a tremendous difference down the line in terms of beginning to establish. So when we're uh, talking, Anthony, we're speaking with Anthony Yakabuchi from National Credit Care about managing credit scores and, and more effective credit scores. One of the other things I will hear from people Oh, you know, if I'm down in the dumps with my credit, it, it, you know, I, I'm down. You know, it's going to take me forever. I'll never fix it. A lot of people have misconceptions about how long it can take to establish decent credit or get back on track. What are some of the guidelines? What are some of the timelines there? You know, quite frankly, it's easy to jump back on track relatively quickly in, in establishing positive credit. After about 90 days of using an active credit card, and there are some avenues that we steer our clientele down, maybe getting something like a secured credit card, which is similar to a debit card in which you put the money down. So if you, don't earn, if you aren't comfortable with the exposure of an, uh, you know, an unsecured credit card with the lines of credit, 500000 5000 25000 you can get something called like a secured credit card. That's a $300 limit. You put the money down, you pay a small fee, and it, it starts building that revolving debt part portion of your credit score, which is about 30%. Now, Lisa, something that you've done for many years work with people through a process and a lot of times people make the mistake of thinking oh you know i can only call truths if i'm ready to to do something with the real estate you're willing to take a look at where someone is is looking towards making a decision helping them understand the view of the possible and even get on track with things like this our goal is to bring great information and strategy behind everyone's goals because the the strategy really does matter and you know, the worst thing to do is be ready to buy a home and then walk in and get with our lender and find out, oops, I've got some work to do. So let's talk about your plan, your goals, and put the strategy together. And that most likely means meeting with our lender, looking to see where somebody is in the credit world. Are they in that, you know, fair, that good, great, slash, you know, uh, exceptional uh, credit, or do they have some work to do? And there's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's many people just don't know, and it's okay. So let's get you knowledge so you can put the plan in place. And then when you're ready to actually go to contract, you're ready. You don't have any surprises. Um, You know, I'm not a person who loves, I love surprises when it comes to gifts, but I don't love surprises when it comes to credit credit, or buying a house or anything that, that is like that. I want to know, like, okay, what do I need to do? How much money do I need to have? Um, you know, I know you shared your story, Brian, where you run the way to closing and somebody oh, yeah. said, surprise, bring me more money. Yeah. Um, nobody likes those kind of surprises, right? Yeah. So let's put the strategy together. And I've got the team together that can help you with whatever you need to do to do um, to get ready to to go ahead and be a new homeowner. And that story, by the way, for me was pretty true group. That was the last home I purchased prior to being with the true group. And yeah, that was a nightmare, literally on the way to closing when the lender said, hey, we made a mistake and uh, you're going to need to bring substantial amount of additional money to closing. And like, okay, well, that's, that's just wonderful. So you do want to avoid those types of mistakes because well, they, they can happen, and, and being with the right people, having the best information does make a difference. Uh, Anthony, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, maximizing credit scores and, and uh, you know, not, not just leaving things to chance. We have 
a lot of tools out there, some of which are free. You'll have the Credit Karmas and the emulators. What is your thought process on some of the emulators versus actual credit scores? Sure. I, I think that a lot of the tools at the, the borrower's fingertips now are actually fantastic. A lot of various sites like Credit Karma, though, is not an accurate credit scoring model. You can kind of put tweak around with um, paying down debt utilization, transferring accounts, doing balance transfers, fund allocation, things like that. Where there's simple paying down of debt, oftentimes increase your credit score. And there's a lot of lenders, majority will have these specific analyzers that can be quick fix for a lot of your clients mm-hmm. or, or, or folks that are suffering from moderate to poor credit by simply just paying down some of the balances. Um, where, where there's another component in which I believe that a professional like our, our group at NCC would come into play was what they're, when there's lingering derogatory accounts that are being true obstacles to borrowers in regards to keeping their credit scores low and kind of stuck in the mud. When you're talking about actually repairing your credit, what, what is the difference in, in uh, you know, trying to figure it out on, on your own versus you know, what you're able to do for somebody? Sure. That's a really, really good question, Brian. In regards to what we're doing for clients, it's really have, offering a professional touch. You know, working with the repositories directly, transiting and Equifax and Experian, as well as main, managing and, and kind of fighting off some of those creditors that may be reaching out and, and harassing and poking and prying at a borrower, specifically during the mortgage buying or mortgage approval process. Uh, you know, there's, there's a difference between simply paying down credit cards and, and paying down debt relative to actually going about fixing your own fixing your own credit. Is it something that a consumer can do on their own? You know, absolutely. We, we kind of, uh, the analogy that we like to use is, you know, you may, uh, you may want a steak dinner. You can go to the grocery market, and go to grocery market and, and pick up a steak and cook it yourself. Or do you want to go sit down at a nice restaurant like Ruth Chris and have someone make it for you? And, you know, we don't have a magic wand at, at National Credit Care, but we do have the expertise and the experience in working with the repositories to help you know, sidestep some of the obstacles that do pop up. Unfortunately, as Lisa alluded to earlier, a lot of these derogatory accounts rear their ugly heads years and years after they have happened. Oftentimes the borrower is unaware of some of the negative accounts that have been formulated onto their credit profile, you know, just due to time, maybe a bad you know, kind of juncture in their life, they went through divorce, accumulated some medical debt, maybe did some things when they were younger, and then all of a sudden, five, ten years later, things are popping up well past uh, the statute of limitations of collectible debt and, and collection reporting. Well, now I, I want good credit and a filet medium peppered, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a question, Anthony. What What are some of the things that people assume will help their credit that actually can hurt their credit that they're doing? Um, I, say, I think one is that a lot of folks think that closing down all of their accounts is advantageous to the score. Um, oftentimes people think, listen, I'm going to be debt-free, and I'm going to go into this process with no open accounts. I'm going to pay off my car early. I'm going to shut down my credit cards. And oftentimes people are sitting down with no credit score whatsoever because they lose all the payment history once they shut down all these positive accounts. But I think the biggest egregious mistake that, that borrowers make before sitting down with a mortgage professional or a real estate professional is that they go back and start paying on out, outstanding debt. When I mean outstanding debt, I mean collection accounts. When folks are 
going back and, and dealing with creditors and paying on open and active collections that are out there. Anthony, uh, you know that that's a, a very instructive point uh, that you're you're talking about. When we have lines of credit that maybe we have paid off, you mentioned the Ramsey model. I think he offers a lot of good advice. One thing I've always disagreed with him on is cutting up and closing out your credit accounts. Would you recommend leaving open those accounts and just not using them if you're inclined not to? Well, unfortunately, if you don't use the account, it's like the same thing as not having it open. Um, the activity must be congruent month after month. But the great thing is that it doesn't it doesn't pick up how much monetary exposure that you have or how many times you use the card or if you max it out or not. Simply by using a credit card once a month, filling the tank of gas, and if it doesn't, if you don't feel comfortable carrying it, put it in your nightstand. Set a reminder for yourself use it next month. Hook it up to a Netflix account. Hook it up to your there Apple you ID. Yeah. Hook it up to uh, Spotify or something where you know that it's going to be hitting your card at least once a month and setting up your checking or the savings account to pay off that balance and leave a little bit of it on month after month is, is going to do you just fine. That's great information. Really terrific information. And uh, again, yeah, Anthony Yakabuchi. National Credit Care. Uh, Lisa, if folks want more information, you're able to work with them, help them uh, get them set up with Anthony as well, right? Absolutely. Just give us a call, and we're going to put, once again, the strategy to get you what you want in the time you want. And I've got the great team. I've got somebody who can help with credit, somebody who can help with the mortgage, and uh, let's let's make this happen. And again, if you're not already there, go to truerealestate911.com. That's truerealestate911.com. You'll see why as soon as you get there. Both best local resource you'll find for real estate. And the truth is always ready to help you. Call 561-972-8326. That's 561-972-8326. I'm Brian Mudd for Lisa True and Anthony Yakabuchi for National Credit Care, our guest this week. We'll see you next time.